Welcome to the Bougie in a Backpack podcast. I'm Mackenzie from Travel Hacks Mac. I'm Angel Trin from the Pennywise Traveler. And today we are talking about hotels, different tricks for saving on hotels and lodging, how to maximize your point value there. Last time we talked all about airlines and this episode is all about hotels. But before we get into that, we have a special announcement for you guys. We're working up a challenge for you guys again. We got so much good tips and so much good feedback from the last challenge we did for stacking. And we're back for another one. But this time, it's going to be more of our award searches. So if you have all these points piling back in your accounts for Chase, Amex, Capital One, or City, guess what? You're lucky. Because we're going to have this challenge where you're going to learn how to use your points to transfer out to airline and hotel partners, which different tools we use. This will be very exciting for you because now that you have all those points, or you're about to sign up for a credit card either way, you'll get to learn how to use them efficiently and how to book your flights that you've been procrastinating on or just been eyeballing from far, far away. So now's your chance to learn from us and it's free. Yes, so please join our challenge. And if you join our challenge, make sure you come with some ideas of maybe some things you might wanna look into, maybe some trips that you have coming up because we might have some opportunities for you to do some award searches and get your award searches for you. So, um, and we also, if you guys participated in our challenge last time, our stacking challenge, which if you missed it, it was a great time and you can still catch our replays in the link in our show notes. But if you missed out, we did giveaways every day and we had a lot of people win a lot of cool stuff. So we're definitely doing that again. So you don't wanna miss out. If you did the stacking challenge, this will be similar, similar format, but slightly different topic. Yes. So you'll learn a different piece of travel hacking. Last time we taught you guys more about cash back and stacking with different apps and stuff to save more money. This time you'll, you will actually learn how to use your credit card points and miles. So this is a very good opportunity for you guys, especially if you guys have any summer, tra- summer travel for next year or any upcoming travels planned up. You'll learn how to use your points efficiently. Some of the people we're talking with are the founders of the different websites. So you'll be so excited. I know that last time we also had had a few founders that participated in the challenge and you guys really like that. So you'll have an opportunity to engage with them again and get your questions answered, even learn how to find uh, different award searches, different tools we like. You'll have an exciting time during this challenge. And remember, it's free. You just need to register. We have a link in the show notes, so make sure you don't miss out. It's going to be the last weekend of August. Sorry, sorry the last week of August. So, so from August 21st to August 25th, you will have the challenge for you guys. So make sure you register and sign up because it's free and everything. You guys will have an exciting time as well. But before we get to the challenge and stuff, if you haven't had a chance yet, please leave us a podcast rating and review. So like a rating is something like five stars, a review is something because this helps us out with different challenges like this, where we're able to reach out to sponsors to help you guys have more free and low cost events. So this really does help out a lot. A lot of our sponsors read our podcast ratings and reviews. So this will definitely help you. And this will definitely help you in the sense where we can have more challenges in the, in the future. We had one for June and now we're having one for August. So if you guys want more in the future, you got to help us out too because we want to help you guys and we can only help so much with the podcast ratings and reviews that you guys leave us and we're grateful for all the ones that we have have so far but if you haven't yet make sure you have your husband your wife your kid anyone with a device neighbor gym teacher whoever you know co-worker colleague anyone you know fitness trainer anyone that you know your soul cycle instructor like anyone instructor (laughs) coffee barista at starbucks anyone that you know 
Tell them about our podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. The rating and review, hopefully it's like something like five stars. The review doesn't have to be super complex. You can just say stuff that you liked about our podcast, such as our upcoming challenge or a challenge you have did for us. If you liked our laser hair removal episode, you can mention that one too. Anything that you liked from our recent podcast episodes, feel free to mention them because it does help us out a lot with having more free events for you guys. I know that you guys really like the stacking one and I know that you guys will really like this travel hacking one because I know that a lot of you guys have points that you guys haven't used yet because you're too scared to transfer them out. And this is a good opportunity for you guys because during this challenge, we're meeting with a lot of the founders, a lot of the senior management from different companies and they'll teach you how to use your points. So you don't want to miss out on this and it's free. So definitely leave us a podcast rating review. This helps us out with more future events like these. And yeah, we hope to see you in a challenge. So this podcast episode is actually sponsored by Swagbucks. So if you can tag Bougie in a backpack, tag Swagbucks for a chance to win a $100 gift card. All you need to do will literally take you one minute, leave a podcast rating, such as like five stars, write something on a review. If you like this episode, anything that you like, like the laser hair removal that we've done in the past, the stacking ones, any recent episodes that you liked, or even this one itself about flights and stuff, about hotel award searches, leave us a quick rating and review, tag Swagbucks official and tag Bougie in a backpack for a chance to win a $100 gift card. You'll definitely want to do this challenge because Angel and I, we both go to these conferences where we learn all these things about points and miles and we've read all the blogs and we've like taken a while to figure out how things all work. And if you do this challenge, if you guys were there for the the stacking challenge, you know, we're going to make you do some homework. We're going to make you actually take action and learn how to do this. So imagine if you can walk in knowing going from knowing not as much about points and miles, maybe like if you're a beginner or if you're intermediate too, and then walking away with all this knowledge just in five days. You don't have to sit there for years and years and figure out how it all works. You can just get it all done in five days. So definitely join our challenge and it's free. Yes, and you can literally go from zero to hero. So for those of you guys that don't know, me and Mackenzie, we both spoke at Chicago seminars last year, but to go to a miles and points conference, Think about it. You pay for the airplane ticket, you pay for the hotel, and then you pay for the ticket itself to go to the conference. And we're saving you guys money. We're having a free challenge for you guys where you don't have to leave your house. You can literally watch the, the, um, the sessions in your house on a laptop or on your phone and learn how to use the different travel hacking tools that we're going to teach you guys with the different sessions, with the different speakers. You don't have to pay anything extra. Like before um, I went to Chicago seminars, I, I think about, like, this is so funny. This is like a few years ago, like back in 2019. I thought I knew miles and points stuff. And then once I got to that conference, I'm like, okay, actually, I don't really know stacking. <laughs> actually, I'm not booking using my points right. So like a lot of you guys said I'm good at stacking, but like think about me before I I barely did the bare minimum. Then I went to that conference. They're like, no, you need these third party apps. You need to learn all these car linked offers. And then that's what we taught you guys in the stacking challenge. All these different stacks that I didn't even know about, all these apps that I didn't know about. I actually learned from Chicago seminars and we helped you guys out with the stacking challenge for that one where like, you guys didn't have to pay for an airplane ticket. You didn't have to pay for a hotel ticket or you didn't have to pay for the conference ticket itself. So we're helping you guys out with this free challenge. So we know that you'll learn a lot from this because all the stuff that we went from like three days at Chicago seminars that we had, we put into one challenge for you guys for five days for an hour each where we condense good information for one thing to focus on each day. Same thing for this upcoming challenge for the travel hacking one to learn how to book your flights and hotels you will learn from the founders and the senior management of how to do these things. So this will really help you with using your points and miles. 
So there's still time to join the challenge, even though it starts today, you can join now. And if you, if you joined late, you can still watch the replays are going to be available for 24 hours after the presentation. So make sure you join as soon as possible so that you can get as much out of it as possible. So don't miss out on this challenge. We know you guys love the stacking one and you're going to love this one too. So don't miss out because this is a good opportunity. It's free. You, again, you don't have to leave your house. You can watch on your computer or, or your phone or anything. So definitely tune in. Let's talk about booking hotels. When it comes to booking hotels or lodging, there's there's a lot of different ways you can go. But it, I think it's a little bit more simple than flights because there's only so many hotel programs you can book through and you know, there's not, we don't have the weird alliance thing where we're like transferring points and doing all these crazy things. So like overall, like booking hotels can be pretty straightforward, but it can be a little bit confusing when it comes to how much are points worth when it comes to hotels. What about the different category hotels versus dynamic pricing? And then when does it make sense to transfer your points from your credit card? When does it not make sense? So we're going to go over all of that today and talk about some of the tools that we use to to find hotels and some of the other options that you have with credit cards and how to best use your your hotel credits that come with your credit cards as well. Yes. So the first topic we're going to talk about today is using award charts. So some of the programs, they have a certain chart that they follow. So an easy one to think about is Hyatt. So Hyatt is a transfer partner from Chase. So depending on the hotel, it can range from different um, point categories of what the hotel might charge. But luckily, it's not dynamic pricing. So a award chart is a set pricing that the hotel might have. I know for Hyatt, they have off-peak, they have the normal pricing, and they also have the, the normal standard pricing, and they also have the peak pricing. So for Hyatt's, I usually like to book with them just because I know what points that they might charge versus like something that's more dynamic can be something like a Marriott or Hilton where they can kind of like fluctuate with whatever the hotel is charging cash wise. So it depends on where you want to go. Like Hyatt, they have less of a footprint than the other hotels like Marriott and um, Hilton. But it's good in a sense where if you find a Hyatt where you're going, it's usually tends to be cheaper. And luckily, Chase, they're a partner of um, Chase and Bill. They're both partners for Hyatt where you can transfer your points out to them. Yeah, so that can be the the thing about Hyatt is because what, the way they have their categories, not only because it's not dynamic, but you can get a lot more bang for your buck with your with those points. Like, for example, a the lowest category hotel for Hyatt off peak is 3,500 points for a night. And that, that could be like a $100, $150 hotel if you're paying in cash. So that's like easily... What is that like four cents per point? I think maybe two point. Yeah, it can usually be at least like um, value for um, Hyatt. Um, for those that don't know, I actually have Hyatt Globalist, so I actually stayed at a Hyatt back in Mexico. So this was in um, this was in Cabo. Actually, when I was doing my Hyatt challenge, so this was back in the fall. Hyatt had a challenge for twenty nights to get Hyatt Globalist. So one of the hotels I actually did that was in Mexico in um, Cabo was only 3,500 points per night because it was a category one hotel. So that was a lot cheaper versus like there was more expensive hotels in Cabo and stuff. But I chose to opt in for that one because I was doing a status challenge for Hyatt also because the war chart it was just so cheap with 3,500. So it's relatively cheap. If you think about other hotels that were also there, they tend to be more expensive than Hyatt. So um, 
Marriott and Hilton, they have a bigger footprint, of course. So that, that also matters too. So I'll give you an easy example. So like you go to a place like New York City that has pretty much almost every single like hotel brand out there. There's a Wyndham there. There's a Hyatt there. There's an IHG there. There's a Marriott there versus like you go to some other places that are less. So when I was in Poland last year in Gdansk, Poland, there was actually no Hyatt there. There was, um, there was a Hilton there and there was an IHG. Because the Hilton and IHG were kind of expensive at points, I actually opted in for an Airbnb. So it, it kind of depends on where you want to go. Hyatt tends to have less of a footprint than the other big brands do, but it's good value when you find it there because it's not dynamically priced. It's based on whatever the price is for the hotel. So it could be either peak, off-peak, or um, standard pricing. But they relatively start off at 3,500 points if you can find one. So you never know. Yeah, and that equivalent kind of hotel for Marriott could be like 30,000 Marriott points, which is crazy because, or even more, but that's crazy because high, or, uh, Chase points, they transfer one-to-one to both Hyatt and Marriott. So if you're transferring your Chase points to Marriott and you're only getting one night for 30,000 points versus you could get the same, you could get almost 10 nights with Hyatt, like you're not getting good value. So it's, it's, it is important to understand the value of these points. That's why Angel and I, we usually talk about how we typically don't transfer credit card points to hotels with some exceptions. The most notable exception being Hyatt, because obviously you get a lot of good value out of that. But there's also a couple other exceptions. Like um, there's some hotels where if you stay for four nights, you get you get the fifth night free. So like that, if you're paying with Marriott points, which I would typically earn those points from a co-branded Marriott card, but maybe I would, I would send a couple Amex points over just to make it even if I needed a few more points. And the same with Hilton, you can get four, you stay four nights and you get the fifth night free. So that could make it worth, worth your while. Cause Hyatt doesn't have that feature. So you, you have to take things like that into consideration as well with IHG. If you stay for three nights, you get the fourth night free is that only if you have the credit card though yeah it's only if you have the credit card for ihg where you have that option yeah so i mean it's i think it is worth it to get a credit card in each in each hotel because most of them they either have like no annual fee or they have some they get like a some kind of free night or some way that you can get a free night out of it which which would cover the cost of your annual fee as long as it's like one of the lower ones. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend like the Marriott, the Bonvoy one that's like $600 or a brilliant. Yeah. There, there's that one, but it has a lot of other credits on there, like dining and stuff. I, yeah. I usually tell people like, um, when people ask me the Marriott business one actually has a special promotion right now at the time of this recording where the Marriott business card, because it won't count towards chase 524. I believe they have three free night certificates with that one. So that's pretty valuable. So I think that mm-hmm. one's a very valuable one. If I had to choose a merit card right now, I would choose a business card just because I won't hit against Chase 524. So yeah, I think I those are very valuable because I believe the certificates are up to 50,000 points per night. So when I was in the Maldives last year, someone actually got the Chase credit card for the $95 one when they had the five nights promotion. This promotion was in June last year and also this past June as well. It was for a limited time on Chase for the Marriott um, balance card for the $95 one where they use that free night certificate actually to stay in the Maldives for five nights. 
So like you kind of have to see like where you're going and stuff. For me, I tend to use Hyatt a lot just because it tends to be cheaper than the other ones like um, Marriott and Hilton and stuff. And then I also see if like I have other options there. So like when I was in um, Gdansk, because in Poland, they didn't have um, Hyatt there. They had a Hilton and they had an IHG. But the thing was, when I calculate the math for the points, it was way more expensive to stay there than to stay at an Airbnb. So you kind of have to be kind of realistic too of where you're going also of like, does it make sense or not or anything? So like for my upcoming trip for um, New York, I actually had to be in New York in September. I actually have a free night certificate from Marriott for 35,000 points. And the 35,000 points, I'm able to use it either in financial district at one of this Marriott or I can use it in Queens in Long Island City too. So it depends. I might opt in for the Long Island City one just because that one is near the category four for the Hyatt Long Island City. And that one, I also have a free night certificate from Hyatt as well. So when you have credit cards with um, the different hotels, a lot of them give you a free night certificate. So the one in New York City, the, the one that's in Long Island City is a category four for the Hyatt um, in Long Island City. And there's a close by like within 10 minutes. So if I want to switch out hotels, it's only like a 10 minute walk or so. So it's very, very quick. And I use my 35,000 certificate that I got from my business card for that one. So it kind of pays off for itself and the hotel costs us more than the annual fee. So like the annual fee for the Hyatt credit card, for example, is $95 on the personal one. And I believe the 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 um, Marriott business card, that one's, I think it's around 125, but the hotel I'm staying yeah, at, it's- Yeah, I have that one. Yeah, the hotel I'm staying at, it's more than $200. So you can see how I essentially save $75. And the thing mm -hmm. is, is I'm also flying out of LaGuardia. So because I'm staying nearby in Queens, it's not too far from the airport as well. So you have to be mindful of that. I know when I used to live in New York City, if I took the Uber from Manhattan, you have to pay for the bridge. I, I, I think you had to pay for the Linden Tunnel, I believe, to get to the airport and stuff. So I'm actually saving more money by staying inside Queens. And I used to live in New York City. So it's like I kind of know the subways pretty well. I lived there for like nine years. <laughs> so I would say I'm pretty well reversed with the, the city and everything. I know some people are like, why are you staying in Queens? And I'm like, well, because I have a free night certificate that I need to use up for both Marriott and for like also Hyatt as well. I don't want to pay more. So for Marriott, they let you top off your certificate. So mine's at 35,000, so I can top it off to 50,000, but I don't want to spend extra points. <laughs> like I know there's a transfer bonus right now for Marriott, but I don't want to do it. So like, I'm fine with staying in Queens because I don't want to pay more. And still the credit card pay for itself. It's like the hotel is going around for like $200 a night. I pay only $125 for the credit card. I save myself $75. It's a very easy win for me to stay there. And the same mm -hmm. thing with the Hyatt Hotel that's in Long Island City. Like the credit card for Hyatt is what, $95 a, a year? But then the hotel is more than $100 per night. So I save at least money, right? So you have to think of it that way. A lot of these hotel credit cards, not all of them. So I know that Marriott, some of them have the free night certificate. Some of them don't. The one I have on the business credit card has a free night certificate. I know some of the personal ones, they don't have the free night certificate on that one. And it's the same thing for Hilton. I know that the, some of them have like no annual fee one doesn't have a free night certificate. For example, the surpass, I think you have to spend 15000 15000 to get a free night certificate. But the one on Aspire card has a free night certificate. So just be mindful of which hotel credit card you get. Not all of them have a free night certificate. So you just want to be mindful and double check the ones that you do have. We can link below the ones that we recommend for like ISG, Hilton, Hyatt, and Marriott that have the free night certificate. So you can definitely look into those that we recommend because easily like if a hotel is over a hundred dollars, then like you made money back. Like, cause if the hotel is like, let's say like $150, but the higher credit card is $95, you save like what, like 
$55 at least for the hotel stay. Yeah, so and plus you're way. getting other perks with a credit card. Like you might get higher status or you might get extra points for when you are paying cash. So usually it's worth having, just like having it in your wallet. Yeah, I definitely agree. Hotels. Yeah, I feel like the hotels, you could they easily pay for them themselves. So like for me, um, last time I was in New York City too, I also used my Amex Plat $200 credit too. So um, New York City is a very easy place to use up your hotel credits. It's a very place that a lot of people visit anyway. So I was able to use my my free night certificate. I'm probably gonna use at the high in Long Island City because that's category four. And then um, the $200 um, Amex credit I got for the hotel, there was a place I stayed at, I think it's like a seaside airport, seaport, like it was in the seaport area. And I was able to use a $200 hotel credit from there. And I think it came out to like, it was around $249, I think. So I paid like $49, maybe like $100 or so, but I had a $100 credit for the hotel for food. So it kind of paid off mm -hmm. in itself where um, that hotel was easy for itself to make like back the money and stuff. It wasn't that expensive too. So like, I would say if you're yeah. trying to find a place that um, you can easily use up your credits and you don't mind switching hotels. Cause I literally stayed at that place for $200 for the Amex hotel credit and then i switched to hyatt because i have hyatt globalist so i stayed at the um what was that called it was a jdv hotel like it was um it was a jdv hotel that was near chinatown that i stayed at i'm blanking out the name right now but it was a jdv hotel that's from hyatt brand and then i got upgraded to a suite there and i had an i had a private terrace there so it was a pretty nice oh, oh yeah hotel that one was like a cool yeah the bowery yeah i remember yeah, it. that was that was for women's travel fest it had like a it was kind of like, I was like, it had some kind of like boutique sounding name, but yeah, that's what yeah. it was. The JDV hotels are tend to be more boutique and stuff from Hyatt. So like that one, unfortunately, you can't use the free night certificate that you get from the personal credit card there, but you can in Long Island City. The one in Long Island City, it's not too bad from the airport. It's because like the, you had to remember LaGuardia, if you're flying out of LaGuardia, it's in Queens. And then like, so it's still like pretty close. By. they don't they don't have a free shuttle unfortunately i know that the shuttle for um hyatt if you stay in flushing i think that one's a category two or three for that hyatt hotel and that one has a free shuttle to laguardia so it just depends on where yeah. you're staying and stuff yeah something i wanted to touch on too is you mentioned the the 200 amex platinum credit and this is like a very misunderstood thing that people tend to get confused about and they end up missing out on this credit or they get afraid and then they don't use it so when you so that credit is you get $200 off if you use either a fine hotels and resort hotel from through American Express. And for that, you can just stay one night or you can book two nights at the hotel collection. So the difference between those two hotels is the fine hotels and resort is like super, super bougie. And the hotel collection is just like regular bougie. <laughs> like they're both like, they're both pretty good, but like the fine hotels and resorts is like really nice. And then the hotel collection is usually less expensive, which is why you have to book two nights there. So it, it can be difficult to maximize the value of that without going overboard because a lot of times fine hotels and resorts hotels are like $800 a night. So you get, it's like, okay, great. I spent $800, but I get my $200 credit like taken off. Okay. So now I'm only spending 600, but it's like, okay, you still spend $600. So when you can find those like really good ones where it's only like $240 a night, like Angel said, or if you can find, I did for my honeymoon, it was like two nights for, I think it ended up being like $280. And like, plus on top of that, you get the $100, uh, for both of them, you get $100 experience credit. Once you um, check into the hotel, you can use it for like 
the mini bar. You can use it for the bar if they have one, a restaurant, which usually these hotels usually have some kind of like bar and restaurant because they're usually nice hotels. And so you can get like, you can make your money's worth that way. But I just wanted to point that out because it's, it can be kind of confusing and you, you can't just book any hotel. First of all, you have to book it through Amex Travel, but you can't, you, it has to be, you have to, when you're searching, you have to filter for fine hotels and resorts and for the hotel collection. And then when it shows up on your statement, it should, it should not say Amex Travel. It should say fine hotels and resorts or Amex, the hotel collection. And that, that way, you know, you did it right. But if you do it wrong, you can always cancel because usually there's like a refund policy on it that's pretty good as long as it's not like tomorrow. So I just wanted to point that out because it can be really confusing and I know I've messed it up before. Thankfully, I was able to cancel and rebook and everything, but um, but it is a really good credit that I feel like gets overlooked a lot because it, it's too confusing for people. Yeah, I'm looking at my bill right now that I stayed in. This was in March. So the hotel total cost was $305.87 with the taxes and everything. So that's minus $200 is like $105.87. But I had, free, like, even though I was traveling as one person, they gave me breakfast for two. And then, like, this is a sneaky thing. So there's actually a fridge in the room. So, like, I left my leftover breakfast there and just used it for, like, lunch food and everything. And they had a 4 p.m. checkout for me as well. So the day that I landed in there, I used a $100 credit to order dinner there. And everything, so I just used it for the dinner, and I saved the leftovers in the fridge and stuff. So by the time, like, at the end of my stay, I just moved everything to the Hyatt. It was literally like a 10 or 15-minute walk. It wasn't super <laughs> far away. So, like, hey, like, this, so is, classic. this is the bouge in the backpack hack, okay? So, like, even though if you're traveling for one person, you can put two people down, and you get the breakfast for two. So they gave me the breakfast for mm -hmm. two. I saved the leftovers, put it in the fridge. And then I used a $100 hotel credit for the dinner. So like I pretty much like paid. So that was $105.87. That food went towards like free breakfast that they already gave me. And also the um the free, the, the, the lunch food because I had leftovers and then the dinner that I had there. So it was fine. I would say for the $105.87 that was left. I don't think it was that big of a deal for, for the remaining. Yeah. And also, so that's a distinction to make too with, okay. So if you do the hotel collection, which is the less bougie one, you don't get free breakfast. It's not guaranteed, but you can use your hundred dollar credit towards it. But if you do the fine hotels or resorts, you do get the free breakfast and you also get extended checkout time. Um, so that's like a different, you have to look at like, if you have the Amex platinum, you can read the difference between the two. Actually, you can actually book, you can book either of those hotels. If you have the Amex gold, but you just don't get the $200 credit, but you would get like the $100 credit that you get by staying there and stuff. So, I mean, it could be worth it to you, could not, but um, that's another option too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if you do the math, if the, um, it was $305.87 minus $200, that's one Oh five eighty seven. But then they gave me free breakfast and they gave me $100 credit that I used for the, the, the um, food. That's only $5.87. So it's really not that bad if you think about it for the, the amount that I paid for it because of the, the hotel has a restaurant. So you can order food at, food at the hotel to use up the $100 credit there. So that was a pretty easy win, I would say. And then like I stayed there for one night and then I switched to the Hyatt for the rest of my stay for like, I think I was there for like four or five days or so. Like I was there for like a weekend for the conference. So I was in New York total, I think one night here at the fine hotel and resorts at Mr. Seaport. And then I switched to the Hyatt there at the JDV at the, um, 
50 Hotel Bowery. And that one was there for like, I think like two or three nights that I stayed there and they upgraded me to a nice suite outside. So that was pretty nice. So I got like my high elite nights there as well. But for me personally, I don't mind knocking this out, like, like using my hotel credits. That's why like, I don't mind doing an Amex. Like, so like this trip was back in March. I knocked out one night at the fine hotel and resort to get the 300, the $200 hotel credit. Then I switched for the Hyatt for the rest of the stuff. Cause I have Hyatt globalist and the same thing for my upcoming New York trip. I don't mind knocking out my Marriott free night in Queens. And then the other one I can use at the Hyatt there for in Queens in Long Island city. So it's, it's an easy win for me. I mean, they're both not super far from the train either. So the Long Island city, I hide, I stay there before it's like within a five minute walk to the train. So it's not bad at all. The Marriott, I haven't stayed there yet. So I don't have, um, but when I Googled it, it was less than like, it was like five or six minutes walking to the train station. And it's only like one or two stops from Manhattan. So like, it's not a big deal for me to switch hotels. Cause I just rather use up the free night certificate than forget about it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about like different ways that we use points, but like as far as deciding what what route to go, like what are we going to book? award award hotel or cash or airbnb like let's talk a little bit about the thought process behind deciding which one to use because sometimes it depends like oh what do i have available but sometimes it's like okay like for example when angel was in in poland she stayed at an airbnb which a lot of people are like ew don't stay at an airbnb they're so expensive blah blah but like i i was in poland last year and it, the cheapest option was airbnb like it was like the best way to stay like you could you could waste your points at staying at a hotel is like you could you know it would it, you like you don't want to waste your points in opportunities where you know airbnb could be a better option or hotels might be the cash price of hotels might be cheaper so like places like um like poland it's just like it's just less expensive to stay in airbnbs and then if you do stay in airbnb you want to make sure you're doing your stacks with Airbnb. So you can like, you know, you can buy your Airbnb gift card. You can go through the British Airways portal and there's like, make sure you're getting your points when you're booking Airbnb, but, um, or you can go through the Delta portal as well, either, or either the British Airways portal where you get three times obvious per dollar spent. That's the one I recommend. Everyone says do Delta, but you don't get as many points. So just trust me, just go through British Airways because you get three times points per dollar spent. Um, but anyway, but somewhere like New York, New York has banned Airbnb for the most part. There's, you'll find a couple of them, but if you do find an Airbnb there, it's probably gonna be really expensive because you're technically not supposed to have them. Like, I think you're, you're allowed to have them if it's like part of your apartment and you're just leasing one room, but there's certain cities like uh, New York is banned. Um, Amsterdam, if you like Amsterdam, you're not allowed to have Airbnb. So if there is one, it's like really expensive. So like, you kind of have to know, like you have to search all the different options and see what's a good deal. Like Thailand, Airbnb is a really good deal. I would, I didn't stay in a single hotel. I mean, if I stayed in a hotel in Thailand, it was like booked with cash. And a lot of them were booked through Airbnb just to have that like continuation of like the, you know, being able to stack and everything and having that like 
being able to um, communicate that way, like through the app and everything. So, um, and there's, there's just like certain places where I actually think it makes a lot of sense to use Airbnb, but, um, but anyway, I, that's my Airbnb tangent. <laughs> um, but otherwise, like I do like, I like to use, like look at Google and see like what hotels are in the area and kind of get a feel for it before I even like jump into looking at what the award charts look like and what the, what the hotel options are there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that too. I definitely go for the cheapest option most of the time. So this was actually back in Puerto Rico. So we went to the WITS conference back in May, but it was actually cheaper for me to stay at the Airbnb than the Hyatt there. There was a Hyatt place that was like 10 minutes or so, 10 or 12 minutes, like walking from the conference I was at the Hilton, but the Hilton was really expensive. But I think the- Yeah, it was the, like $800 a night or something. Yeah, it was like super Crazy. expensive. It was like super expensive to stay at the um, the Hilton. And then I saw that the, um, the Hyatt was there too. The Hyatt wasn't that far away walking, maybe like 10, 15 minutes walking. And then there was an Airbnb that was also 10 to 15 minutes walking. But the, the Airbnb was half the price as the Hyatt. And even though I'm a globalist and I'll be treated nicely because I'm a globalist, I'm like, okay, well, like I'm going to stay at the Airbnb because even though I have globalists, it doesn't make sense. I'm not going to pay an extra $100. Like, and it's okay to do that. Like just, just because like you have status doesn't mean you always have to use it. I mean, sure. I miss the house cleaning, you know, like you have daily housekeeping and everything, <laughs> but I was fine. It was only for a few days anyway. So you kind of have to be reasonable within that. I actually have a funny story about <laughs> Poland. So the Poland Airbnb, I wanted more toilet paper. They only gave me like one or two rolls for like a week. And I was like, uh, I, wow. I asked them, I was like, hey, like you gave me like one or two rolls for a week. Like this is not enough for like a week here. And then they're like, oh, sorry, you have to buy your own. So you know what happened? I had a friend who stayed at the IHG. You know what she did? She gave me toilet paper because she had daily housekeeping. So I used <laughs> that toilet paper for my Airbnb. I mean, it was fine. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take it for what it is, you know. Like I don't have my nice housekeeping that comes every day, but this this Airbnb is like a hundred dollars cheaper per night in Poland as well than the IHG. I will just take it for what it is. It's it's fine. So sometimes you don't have as much luxury as staying at a hotel that you might have like the simple little things like housekeeping. But I was like, you know what? It's okay. I I can get free toilet paper from a friend. I can um don't need my daily housekeeping either. So there's that oh my gosh yeah i don't know why so um full disclosure i'm also an airbnb host but i would never like i always leave enough toilet paper that like like why would you want people to not have enough toilet paper like that's just like asking for trouble but i've stayed at somewhere they're like you can have your your allowance is literally it'll be like your allowance is one roll per person like for or it's like one roll per night or something like it'll be something where it's like some kind of rationing i remember i stayed at this one airbnb where it was like a bachelorette party and they said something along those lines and i was like huh and then like we found their closet that had the toilet paper in it and we're like okay like we ran out of toilet paper we're just gonna take some like what like what do you want us to do like it's just i don't know so that is like a big risk with airbnb like sometimes you don't know what like what's gonna happen even if you read the reviews sometimes there's like people don't review things or like it doesn't bother them or like maybe they got they were just staying two nights so the toilet paper thing wasn't a big deal but yeah <laughs> but it's okay i mean the toy in the grand scheme of things toilet paper is not super expensive my friend was fine with giving me toilet paper from the ihg that was nearby we hung out in poland and stuff it was not a big deal 
<laughs> to get free toilet paper. She thought it was really funny. So I actually have a TikTok video about that. I didn't post on Instagram. I posted on TikTok about the toilet paper. It was more TikTok paper. vibe. <laughs> yeah. Paper and it was like really funny where I had to ask my friend for free toilet paper because I was like, I'm not paying for this. And I told her about it actually. And she's like, it's okay. I got you. I have free daily housekeeping. <laughs> I'll just give you toilet paper instead. Yeah, I would too. I actually wait. This is funny too. So when uh, when Angel was staying at the Park Hyatt in DC, oh. she was like, as we're leaving the room, like, so I hadn't moved into my apartment yet. Like, there's nothing in my apartment. I had just, um, I like had just signed the lease, so we like it was completely empty. And she's like, she made me a goodie bag of like all the stuff in there. So she's like, here's some toilet paper, here's some like slippers, here's some shampoo, and like it was like the really nice shampoo, like the um, what is that brand? It's like a Labo, yeah, Labo, the yeah, yeah, expensive brand. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the really expensive, like smelled really good. And then it's these are all things that you're totally allowed to take, by the way. We're not stealing from the hotel. But I mean, the toilet paper was a little questionable, but like, whatever. So like, I don't know, I had like, it was like enough supplies to to, to like survive like a night at, a, at an apartment where like you don't have anything. Because like, the thing you always forget about when you move in somewhere is like, oh, crap, we don't have any toilet paper. And like, I have to use the bathroom. So yeah that was funny it's funny because like now i think back to like like 2020 for covid you know how there was a shortage of toilet paper yeah (laughs) my toilet paper just taking toilet paper to from another hotel to use for for yourself for an airbnb or your own house but yeah it it was funny but yeah um back to the main topic yeah so like whenever i go anywhere (laughs) Sorry, we got off a funny tangent about Sorry, like, just, like, back to hotels, like... But, but anyways, back to hotels, I always check the cash price versus the war chart price, and I also check Airbnb to see which one's cheaper. So it just depends on what I'm doing. Because, it, like, even though I have high globalists, like, again, like, for Puerto Rico, I am staying at the Airbnb, it was $100 less. I'm not going to pay $100 extra just to stay at the Hyatt, you know? It doesn't make sense for me. Like, you know, there's there's cheaper Hyatts that I can stay at. Like, the um, Hyatt I stayed at in Mexico, that was only 3,500 points per night. That is, like, way cheaper. Even if it was to pay cash, it's still way cheaper than paying $100 per night. So it's, like, you kind of have to be mindful of, like, where you go. Do they have the hotel brand you have? If not, Airbnb is a good option. Um, I mean, you can even stay at a hostel as well. So if you have a Chase Sapphire Reserve, oh, yeah. if you use um, the $300 hotel, the $300 um, Chase Sapphire Reserve credit, that can be used to pay for the hostel. If you want to stay at a hostel, there's no problem with that either. I've kind of gone out of my hostel phase, but like I, I know that some people, they stay at hostels and stuff. I had a friend um, who actually flew first class and then stayed at a hostel in, in Australia. So like, hey, like there's nothing wrong with that either, you know? Whatever travel points make sense for you, just travel however you want. Yeah, also if you book a hostel with a Chase Sapphire Reserve, you get three times points for travel. Like, so hostels do code similarly to how hotels code on the Chase Sapphire Reserve. The other thing is I one time booked a hostel through through my through Amex Travel. <laughs> like they actually have yeah, because so if you book hotels through through Amex Travel, you get extra points. Like it's usually not worth it. Like I wouldn't recommend I would never recommend booking something like a Marriott or Hilton or or Hyatt or like something that's like a brand hotel because then you don't when you book through a third party, you usually don't get to reap whatever benefits you have, whether it's status, whether it's getting the extra points, like you don't get, you don't, you don't get those things, but for booking something like a hostel or like a boutique hotel, um, it's, it, 
it's okay to go through something like Amex Travel to do it. Because, like, those kind of, and that hostel, like, it wouldn't have shown up on something like Rocket Miles or something where you could also get, like, a bunch of uh, airline miles that way. So, yeah, I booked it. It was the $50. It was actually um, when we when we met in Chicago, <laughs> like, what was that, like, the two years ago? Uh, everyone was staying at the the Hyatt, like, either the, like, the Thompson or the other mm-hmm. Hyatt. Um, and like, I was like, everyone's like, oh, where are you staying? And I was like, oh, I'm staying at the at a hostel. <laughs> it's okay. Look, we're bougie in a backpack. We can go however you want to stay. There's no problem with that. I mean, like, um, I also think that the Capital One $300 credit, that's good for boutique hotels. Cause usually for like hotels, mm-hmm. if I'm paying cash price, I would usually try to stack them. So in the past, like you could like, let's say for Marriott, for example, I actually did a stack, like, I think like a while back. But you can get Rakuten, right? Rakuten is a Marriott is on Rakuten, right? Then you have an Amex offer for like the um, to save money if you spend a certain amount for the Amex offer for to save a Marriott. So I I actually look into that too. And then if you have like a corporate code or any other codes, so like when we were at um, Wits last year in Kansas City, they had a special code for that too. Sometimes the Rakuten and that conflicts and stuff. Sometimes it doesn't. So it's always like a toss up if the corporate code or the special event code you have conflicts or not. So like, it just depends. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. So you have to go with either way, but you can stack a hotel easily for like cash wise. So when I was in Poland, even though there was, um, there was, a, there was some um, codes that we could have used for the um, hotel stay in, in Gdansk, Poland, it was still cheaper to stay at the, the Airbnb. So I was fine with that. I was like, okay, like the Airbnb, I don't have daily housekeeping, but I have free toilet paper. My friend found out she's staying at the IHG nearby. She's like, I look, I got you. I'll get your free toilet paper because you don't have daily housekeeping. And Hey, that worked out. You know, there's no issue with that too. If you, again, everybody has their different travel budgets. If you don't have that in budget, there's no crime with that. I mean, you guys see me in New York. I switch hotels. I have to use up the free night certificate somehow, right? I mean, like, otherwise, I'm going to forget about it later. And for me, I'm the kind of person, like, hey, I need you to get this done now. Because, like, if I don't get it done now, I'm going to forget about it. So, like, it's all up to you. Like, if I have an opportunity to use a free night certificate, I'd rather get it done earlier than later. Just because it's, like, you know, you don't want to forget about it. And remember that um, Amex for the Platinum card is based on calendar year. So, by the end of December... Use up your $200 hotel credit versus for Capital One Venture X and Chase Sapphire Reserve. You have the date based on when you sign up for the credit card for the one year versus Amex is calendar based. So just be mindful of that too when you have your different credit card benefits and stuff. For the Capital One Venture X, there's a $300 credit that you can use for that you can use in the portal. Ideally, you can use that for flights or even boutique hotels. I tried using it for an onsen that was in Japan, but it was funny enough, the onsen that was listed to Cap One Venture X, the portal and stuff, it didn't say if it had free breakfast and free dinner, but the one on Booking.com did. So I ended up going with Booking.com and getting like, um, I went through like, I think Rakuten or AA to get extra miles or points. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing it that way. But I, I wanted to use up my $300 credit, but it's fine. I ended up using my $300 credit for like a flight instead in the Cap One portal and stuff but um Mm -hmm. that's a very easy way to use up the 300 credit too if you find a boutique hotel just because a lot of boutique hotels or like stuff like that there's no corporate code or there's no um amex offer or chase offer or cap one venture offer for you to use and stuff that's a very easy way to use up your um your credits that you have already existing yeah also another one that gets overlooked a lot is the 50 dollars hotel credit on chase sapphire preferred Mm -hmm. And that's another one where I'd say like boutique hotel is the way to go. And usually I would say if you're traveling internationally, that's a good time to use it because a lot of times just hotels like 
I don't know why. It's like in other countries. It doesn't matter if it's like maybe not like Switzerland or something where everything's really expensive. But like I used the $50 hotel credit, I think in Germany. Um, and that was like part of our honeymoon. So like you can find, and it was a, like a decent hotel. Like you can find hotels that you can use. Um, like we paid obviously a little bit more than $50, but it's not like we paid like $200 and then use the $50 hotel credit. But that can be a good one too, especially if you're looking somewhere where you just want to book one night or if you just need, like, if you just need to stop somewhere, if you're on, like, a road trip and you just want to stay somewhere, like, really cheap for a night, like, that might be a good way to use that credit as well. Yeah, that that's a very good tip, too. So, like, if you're staying, like, um, airport hotels, so if you have a really early flight or late night flight and stuff, those hotels tend to be cheaper near the airport, so you can always book a hotel nearby. Um, this is going to be a funny story, but, like, I'm actually going to do one for American Airlines. There's a, there is a bonus offer right now on the American Airlines hotel portal. Race you you paid I think it's like twenty five hundred bonus points if you stay one night for AA miles, so I might have to stay at one near the hotel. I found a really like dodgy hotel in Seattle <laughs> that I might have to stay at, so we can stay tuned for that story. We'll see how that happens. I was debating to myself because Hyatt there's no Hyatt um, hotel near the airport. And then the Marriott certificate, I'm not going to have it by then for, like, the um, 35000 certificate. So I can't use it then because it's not going to issue to my account then. I mean, if it issues early, then maybe I'll use it there. But if it doesn't, then I'm just going to get my AA miles and see how that goes and from from there. But, yeah, I found the cheapest one. I think it was, like, $75 or so. It wasn't super expensive. But we'll see. Like, you know, for a Hyatt Globalist, <laughs> she'll go to, like, a Tawajio hotel. But I'm only there for a few hours because I have to take my cruise. So it's – I, I – the way I think about it, it's like oh, a thing okay. for, for AA miles. It's okay. I will get to the boat. And it's a free cruise, I, right? Yeah, it was a free cruise where I did a status match. I just paid for the t- the ports, port fees, taxes, and the gratitudes. So it wasn't super expensive. But we'll see. The things you do to use up your hotel credits sometimes or to get bonus points or whatever you're looking for. You know, the things you do, right? But um, yeah, going back, yeah, going back to our story, always... um research the places you're going to just because like i know new york is a very easy place to use up these credits and stuff when i was looking at puerto rico to use up the 200 hundred dollar hotel credit for amex it was kind of like expensive so always research the different places where you're planning to go i felt like i was fine with switching hotels because i knew i could use up the um, hotel credit very easily in new york versus if i saved it like saved it the 200 dollars for a future stay like the puerto rico stay the hotel was way more expensive there and it just made more sense to do airbnb so also like look into your um your time frames like are you okay with switching hotels or not if you're not then if you want to stay one place just be mindful that some of the other places that you're traveling that year might be more expensive for the 200 dollar hotel credit on amex platinum than the other places that you might go- be going to so always just like don't assume that you can just save it for your up for the next day where it might be within your price range it might be actually way more expensive one of the easy ways to find out about um hotels is to actually use open hotel alert i would say open hotel alert it's not always perfect you can set up alerts on there to say like oh when there's a standard pricing for a typical hotel so i do that for hyatt sometimes but funny enough sometimes the hotel plays tricks where it won't open up so this actually happened to me for hyatt regency in paris on the open hotel alert, they're saying that there's they're selling rooms for that price for the normal queen size or standard room, but they're not releasing the points price. So you, you have to be mindful of that. Like open hotel alert, you can use that to set up like clues to when the hotel might um, open up for um, 
points wise because usually when you, there's a standard room available that you can book with points like with cash so like if there's a queen room available or like or like a king room available they usually have the same thing for points but sometimes the hotels play tricks so in higher you just seen paris that one's actually playing tricks right now where like i i read it on reddit too that sometimes hotels do that as well where they're they're selling the hotel price for the queen room but they're not releasing the ward space but it's a good way to kind of go behind the scenes to see if the um to look for clues to see if the hotel released award space or not i actually use this for my miami trip so i was at high regency miami around march so there was no um there was no award availability for i think until like a week or two before like very late that i got the hotel but i set up an award alert on open hotel alert when they will start selling the standard rooms and then for a long time i couldn't get anything because they're all sold out and then when i got alert that they were selling the cash price then I checked on the Hyatt website. Then I saw that there was like there was availability with points, so I used my free night certificate there too. So like you you just have to be mindful. Like open hotel alert's not exactly perfect, where it'll tell you that there's points available to book with hotels, but you can use that for clues. When um usually most of the time when a hotel sells a standard room, they will also release it on points, but it's not always the case. So kind of like the Hyatt Regency Paris, where they're kind of playing tricks right now, where the where I can't get the hotel room, but it's okay. I booked the Park Hyatt paris there so it's not that it's not the end of the world i'm staying at the park hyatt there apparently you're staying at the park hyatt paris vendome yeah i am but um, oh that's where we stayed we stayed there on our honeymoon it was it's so beautiful and it smells so good in there it's way better that park hyatt is way better than the one in dc just saying oh but it's so expensive that that one is like forty-five thousand points versus the one in hyatt regency paris is only fifteen thousand points per night so i'm oh, like oh it was yeah it was thirty-five thousand when i did it but i don't yeah i think um yeah because it depends or i the price went up though like it used to be only thirty thousand, so it used to be able to get it for thirty thousand. Well, i'm going during peak like, time too so like you know yeah. how like Hyatt has the um the peak pricing i'm going during peak time in mm-hmm. september too so right now but you get I'm, the free breakfast because you're globalist so that's that'll I be know, worth but it i'm kind of upset i'm like like you know i always have this debate about myself i'm like it's fifteen thousand points to stay at high regency in paris versus forty five thousand to stay at hyatt um park hyatt paris but the problem is, is like, for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm fine with the high regency. It's cheaper. But then other people tell me all the time. They're like, no, you work so hard for globalists. You should stay at the bougie hotel. Whoever knows when things change, whenever high next year may never have the status challenge for 29th. And you risk your chance to stay at some nice hotel that you would never normally pay cash for. So I always have this big debate. I would, yeah. Too. I would, for this one, I would just go with the park high. Because, so like, for example, um... In in Tokyo, there like I we had the option between Park Hyatt, Tokyo or Hyatt Regency, and in that case, like a lot of people, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go with Regency so we get more nights, and like I was just like, oh, I don't really care that much. But like so many people were like, oh, you made the right choice because like the Park Hyatt in Tokyo, it's like it's nice and stuff, but it's not like you know, it's not like mind blowing. But like I'm telling you, the one in Paris is mind blowing. <laughs> like the one in comparing the one, so you stay at the Grand Hyatt in dc versus the park hyatt in dc besides the free breakfast at the park hyatt like that was great and everything but i would have rather just like the i thought the grand hyatt was fine you know like i thought it that like if but given the choice between the two if there was that big of a price difference i would have definitely gone with just the grand hyatt um because you get free breakfast anyway it's just not as good it's not like the fancy like you know one that you get there but when we had the michelin distinguished restaurant that was at the park yeah (laughs) yeah that one that one was like a nicer restaurant for for the the blue duck tavern 
So that yeah. was like a Michelin distinguished restaurant and everything that we, we got free breakfast for because I had Hyatt Globalist there. So for anyone visiting DC, Park High DC, they have that restaurant for breakfast. And I think it was around $60 or so per person that we had. So it was a pretty good deal that we had for there. But I would say the Grand Hyatt that we stayed in DC, that was actually more convenient for me because the, the Grand Hyatt was next to the Metro versus the Park mm-hmm. Hyatt was not next to the Metro. You you would have to take a bus or somewhere else nearby or walk 15 minutes. So this yeah. also goes back well, to- Well, didn't we came to the conclusion that the reason why was because if you're staying there, you're probably rich. So you're yeah. probably just taking an Uber everywhere. So like, it didn't matter. But like, it was a really inconvenient location. Like there was no like, I don't know, like it's just kind of like a barren, like a Metro barren. <laughs> So, so, so this also goes back to booking hotels, right? Location matters, right? So the Grand Hyatt, I believe that was a category four in DC. So that one, you can easily use your free night certificate. I forgot what category the Park Hyatt was. I think it was category five. So you can't use your free night certificate there. Mm. So like you get a free night certificate if you have the Hyatt um, personal credit card. So like you get one each year. So like just be mindful of this too. Like, you know, like maybe the category four hotel that you stay for Hyatt, for example, it might be closer to the train station. The one in Long Island City in Queens, that Hyatt there, the Hyatt place there, it's really close to the train station. It's only five minutes away. So it's not too far either. Versus the Park Hyatt in D.C., that one's kind of far from the train station, you know? So it's like you want to be mindful of all the different hotels where they are located as well to see if they're very, like, easily accessible to what you want to do and stuff. Because it's like you might be – if you stayed at the Park Hyatt the whole time in D.C. and you didn't know, you didn't Google beforehand to see where it was located, you might have to pay more for Ubers, and that was probably not part of your travel budget. So, like, not only did you pay more for the hotel points per night – to stay at Park High DC, but you also pay more for Uber. So that might be more of an expense for you versus like if you stayed at the one in the Grand Hyatt in DC, it's, there's a metro station within the hotel itself. You don't have to leave the hotel. The metro station's inside the hotel. That one would save you money because like you could just take the metro and it's cheaper than an Uber. So just be mindful of that too. Yeah, location is important. And so one tool that is really helpful to just see like what all your options for award hotels are is awardmapper.com so it's free and you can just type in where like a destination it'll just show you what all your options are like it won't show you the availability but you can see like oh i'm going to dc like these are like i'd rather stay in this part of it because i want to be near this like museum or something i don't know like whatever your preference is and you can kind of see what your options are and you can pick like how many points you're willing to pay which kind of varies because Like we said, not all points are equal, but it shows you um, all the major hotel chains like uh, Hilton, Hyatt, Marriott, Best Western Choice, Club Carlson, Wyndham, IHG. So you get you can get all your options, but um, it shows you also like what you should expect to pay. So like it'll say, oh, this Marriott should be thirty five. 35,000 points. Oh, my gosh. But it'll be like, oh, it should be 35,000 points. So if you go on Marriott's website and then you see that it's like 100,000 points, you're like, okay, that's not a good deal. Like, it's supposed to not be that expensive. So um, so that's a, that's another tool you can use that's free. But we also, like we said earlier, we're going to be going over um, some other ways that we like to, some other tools that we like to use to travel hack in our travel hacking challenge that's happening starting today. So if you haven't signed up yet, you still have time. You can still register and you can still watch the replay if you, if it's late and you already missed the the today's 
presentation you can still watch the replay yeah so definitely tune in you'll learn a lot of different award hacks that um you might not know beforehand and sometimes people like they learn more than what they expected so during our stacking challenge someone thought that the built dining restaurants were blah but when they actually checked them them themselves them them uh, check it checked it out themselves when they had the we had our challenge for the stacking challenge they're like oh these are actually nice restaurants in the blah restaurants that i'm used to on like american airlines <laughs> dining program or other dining programs these are different so just be mindful of that too just because you heard of a program before or a website before you might not be using it to the fullest a lot of people were also surprised from Swabucks how it also had um gaming on there so they're like oh i can actually get swagbox points while i'm waiting in line playing a game so like there's other ways yeah. and then like swagbox you can cash that out yeah i didn't know that <laughs> yes yeah, so, like swagbox you can cash it out for gift cards so like think about these different websites and tools you might not be actually using it to the fullest so that's why i would say come to our travel hacking challenge again it's free so like you will take a full advantage of this you know like think about me and mackenzie again we pay to go to Chicago seminars. We even spoke there. We pay for the hotel. We pay for the airplane ticket. We pay for the conference itself. And for this, you get to go from the comfort of your own home to have a, to have a challenge where you don't pay for an airplane ticket, like a hotel. You don't pay for the ticket itself to go learn all these different hacks that we're teaching you guys. So make sure you tune in. It's free. So thank you guys for listening to this episode today. Hopefully you learned some things about hotels and different strategies for how we, what our, what our strategies are in order to book what we think is the best deal or how we figure out how to use our, all of our credits, navigating all of that. So if you liked this episode or if you learned something new today, we'd appreciate it if you could leave a review, a written review and five stars on Apple podcasts. And like we said earlier, if you do leave us a five-star review and you screenshot it and you tag us at Bougie in a Backpack and at Swagbucks Official on Instagram, you'll be entered for a chance to win $100 from Swagbucks, which you can use for literally anywhere. They have gift cards to anywhere, including Visa gift cards. So it's pretty much a free $100. So if you want to leave a review, it's it's an easy way to, to get $100. So yeah, and we'll see you in a challenge. 